What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Doc Talk. Tonight, we've got a special guest. Kayak Mike is joining us. But first, let's pay them bills with a little intro. everybody welcome to your thursday night guilty pleasure jackson kayak doc talk grab a cold one kick your feet up let's talk about some fishing for a little bit tonight we're talking about some catfishing kayak mike so out of the gate here dude for the people out there that don't know who kayak mike is give us a little give us a little backstory a little intro on to who is kayak mike I am a Southwest Ohio Southwest Ohio fisherman. Uh, I got introduced to kayak catfishing when I first got into trophy catfishing. Um, just trying to learn everything, you know, doing some Google research. Came across kayak catfish, the biggest name in our sport, arguably one of the biggest names in kayak fishing in general. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't have room for a boat. I definitely have room for a kayak. So I grabbed the kayak started off small i made the mistake and i got a starter kayak which i i can't stress enough whoever's watching this this is not a sport you get a starter and then increase you can get a starter fish finder you can get a starter pole i don't suggest getting a starter kayak mine ended up sinking on me in the third trip uh long story short get a little better kayak and you know now i'm with jackson fishing the ohio river essentially i'm in the ohio river in conditions boats won't go out in um, which is pretty sweet. Uh, it gives me a lot more opportunities to get on uh, as many big fish as I can possibly get on here. I, w I go down places like Chickamauga Dam. I sit in the hydros, uh, fish for cat or catfish there. Uh, a lot of times boaters will see me. I, I kind of push things to the limit. I like I'm a great Jackson brand ambassador. Not always the best sport ambassador because I wouldn't always suggest people do what I'm doing. <laughs> Like they'll do there. You should have seen all the people in the boats down there at Chickamauga just scratching their heads. Like that him right there, kayak four and a half mile an hour current. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me right there. So yeah, I'm always trying to push the boundaries and push the limits. Um, Jackson kayak has allowed me to, they, they really have the boats that I've been able to sit in uh, from them. I, I, the, I can't stress enough how awesome that big rig is too. The the U pick is my personal favorite boat. Uh, the big rig is amazing. Uh, Nar right now, that's what I'm currently in, and I, that's what I was underneath those hydros in down in Chickamauga. So, I it's nice to have multiple options with completely different. What's the word I'm looking for? All three boats are completely different. Oh, Whereas absolutely. some other companies, uh, and I'm not going to go bash on other companies, but like you get, it's the one style of boat, just one's a little bigger than the other and they have right. different letters and numbers to them. But like you get the U pick 
you got a completely different body than you get on the big rig, and which is a completely different body that you get in the NAR. And all three can almost accomplish the same exact things, which that's that's the I think that's the single thing I love most about being on the Jackson team is that right there. Yeah, and Dustin Nichols was on last week, and he is a big fan of the UPIC as well. And man, you can haul some gear in the UPIC. <laughs> yeah, you can yes. haul some gear. Jason uh, Ricketts uh, shows this picture of me and my UPIC. Um, He's like, this gives me anxiety just looking at that two thirty six or two forty eight inch drift socks, along with any style of catfishing you could think of. I had in that U pick at all times, and it it's a it's a stable boat. I know Nichols is hauling a live well in his, so I can imagine that's quite a bit of weight. So I don't think we've ever really weighed down exactly what a U pick will hold as far as you know mass quantity, but uh, it'd probably be scary to know. It's at least five to six hundred because I don't I don't I don't carry any less in the big rig. I never carried anything less. Uh, the only thing that was nice about the big rig that the UPIC couldn't do, and I know this wasn't intentional, the middle pod on that big rig is yep. the perfect kayak um live well. It's right there in between your feet. <laughs> and dude, it's like it's like nine gallons. It's huge. Yeah, it's big. And it's about like that tall, so you can have legitimate live bait in there, and it's not hard to run a little aerator to it. The track mount right there on the side, just track mount your uh, your bubbler, have that go down into your right into the live well. It's it, it's it's literally perfect. It is the best incidental invention on a kayak of all time for anyone who uses live bait. Absolutely, that's dang good advice. So, catfishing, let's. Let's let's break the stereotype of the dude sitting on the bank in a lawn chair holding his beer, lines two lines in the water with little bells on top just waiting. Let, let's break this stereotype. Tell us the kayak mic way. All right. So so when you're catfishing, when you're trophy catfishing and you're really targeting bigger fish, uh North America, the the apex predator is catfish. Uh, there's no fish at maturity that naturally predates on a catfish other than other catfish. Uh, it goes flatheads, very, very top of the food chain. There's essentially nothing that a 50 to 70 pound flathead cannot eat. Uh, it, it, it'll eat 20 pound musky. It'll, you know, there's nothing it can't eat. If it can get its mouth around it, it can and will eat it. So with that knowledge in mind, the majority of us who are taking catfishing serious, I, if you're using hot dogs and stuff, I'm not saying you're not taking serious, but the guys who are truly targeting those 30, 40, 50 pounders at all times, we're using other live bait from that river system. We're using cup bait from that river system. Uh, we rarely ever go to your chicken, cherry, Kool-Aid concoctions or whatever you call those. Do they work? Absolutely. They absolutely work. But percentage wise, we're always trying to get like right. the percentage of baits that we think they will hit. And when you go to all these like boat tournaments, you don't see these boats loaded up with chicken. And there's a reason for that. It's because the best catfish fishermen in the country are using uh, the fish from those water systems. And a lot of times, and those catfish can be anywhere, anywhere in a, anywhere in a river. Um, I know the majority of species, people are always, they're targeting the bank, targeting the bank, targeting the bank. I, Tuesday night, smack dab in the middle of the Ohio River. Like I mean, smack dab in the middle of the Ohio River, suspend drifting and bumping it. And I was using skipjack. I was using live black salties. I was using live bluegill. Um, 
So the, the things that they eat in their own river system is the best, is the best bait bar none. Um, are they going to eat meat? Yes. Their entire body is a tongue from head to tail. They taste everything that's coming. The receptors or whatever they're called. I don't know the science behind the biology behind it, but their entire body senses what's coming down the river. And if it's meat, they're going to eat it. There's whatever it's like the protein or whatever it's in. They can sense it coming down. And yeah, it's just meat will get the job done. But what is in their river system is what they're looking for. So like, imagine you're on a diet and you want to eat nothing but meat. So you're going to look for meat. If a veggie comes down the line, you might just let it go because that's not what you're actively searching for. Is it food? Yes. Is it something you will and have eaten in the past? Yes. But it's not necessarily what you're looking for. And that's, you know, that's, that's the stereotype on catfish is they'll grab a beer, you know, toss out a piece of, you know, grocery store bait and catch you a fish, which, like I said, can absolutely work. It does work. work. It does yeah. work. It absolutely works. But when you're targeting the trophies and you're trying to compete in the tournaments, there's almost no one who consistently fishes that way. Now, talking about kayak fishing, catfishing tournaments, give us a little, you're talking, number one, you're using bait out of that specific uh, river, like wherever you're at um, for that event. Let's, let's kind of go in depth about how this starts out. I mean, that's got to be a lot of pre-planning when you're going out and actually catching bait or doing the different things to make sure that you've got stuff for the night or for the day um, to make these tournaments happen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a huge shout out right now to Ryan boards. So I run the online catfishing tournament scene. Uh, we have our tournaments on fishing chaos. There's another national scene. It's the Nebraska. I have it pulled up here. Nebraska. Oops. I thought I had to pull it up here. I apologize. Nebraska yak cats. Uh, Justin Warrick runs those. Uh, Ryan Bortz kind of helps me run the online catfishing tournaments, and there's a other a bunch of other you know names behind the scenes. As far as bait, what we try and do, and this is what makes us kind of unique, bait is the number one struggle in our life. Our life isn't picking lures. I mean, it's, I guess it's the same thing. We're not trying to pick lures. We're trying to obtain bait. We all pretty much know what's going to work the best, um, but we are the, the obtaining. It's the biggest pain. So what deters some people from coming to these tournaments is I'm not 100% sure I'm going to have fresh bait. Fresher is better. Therefore, maybe I won't join. Uh, what Ryan Bortz and I will do often before these tournaments, we'll spend a few hours on that body of water collecting as much bait as humanly possible. And we will have it there at the launch. So anyone who comes to our tournaments, you're essentially guaranteed fresh bait. Now, whether you want to use it or not, that's up to you guys or up to the people who join. But we, we, we spend hours trying to collect fresh bait before the tournament. So people can like show up. Hey, I just drove two hours to get here. We're not online catfishing tournaments is like kayak catfishing tournaments is not extremely popular quite yet. So anything we could do to alleviate somebody from not coming, we're going to try and like get that excuse out of there. So like, Hey, if you're worried about fresh bait, here's your fresh bait in our world at the time being, it's still more commodity. It's still more of a brotherhood. So like, we really want people in, we really want people to get there. It's not cutthroat quite yet. Will it get there? I'm eventually, will yeah. I, will I ever get to the point where it's like, all right, now, it's, now I really want to win and you guys can figure it out. Sure. Like that could happen. I'm not going to promise this is how it's going to be forever, but yeah, the bait, the base is the toughest. So we will spend 
hours getting bait. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, we are at Grand Lake St. Mary's. Uh, that's a mainly a Channel Cat Lake. There are flatheads. But Ryan Bortz and I, we're going to be out there netting shad from our kayak for an hour or two before the before event check-in. That way, all these guys who show up, they don't have to worry about bait. Can they get their own bait if they want to? Absolutely. But it's the biggest anxiety we have is what bait are we going to be using when we get there? And if you can't get on bait, I mean, I know some guys who won't even fish if they can't get on bait. Ryan Bortz will throw his net for three or four hours, and if he doesn't get bait, he won't fish. So, like, like that's how our world is. Some people won't even bother fishing if they don't get on good bait. Me, I'm the opposite. I'm quite lazy. Unless it's, like, a tournament for other people showing up, I'll throw my net for, like, five to ten minutes, and if I don't get any fresh bait, I will. I always have chicken always have chicken on me just in case I can't get fresh bait. And then, you know, every now and then if I catch a small channel cat, he's bait. Yeah. Work up, work up the food chain, work up the food chain. I, and I actually have heard that from a few different people, you know, they, uh, they don't hesitate to eat them, eat their, eat their own. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. There's no, yeah, there's no, lo- there's no love lost. Once you get off, once they get off the nest, it's, it's food. It's food. Now, break down the typical, you've got the bait. What kind of hours are you guys looking at to take part in these tournaments? I mean, is it particularly through the night, through the day, uh, early morning hours? I mean, how long do one of these things usually last? So the beauties of these for us, they're, they're literally anything you think of. We currently do i'll go i'll do the ohio kayak catfishing trail first so my my vision with with that was since we're still a smaller group as a whole i tagged it next to as many already established boating events that i could that i could find that didn't mind having a kayak division alongside of them it doubles up the advertising we advertise them they advertise us and all that fun stuff um so we typically, alongside them, it's normally eight hours, right around seven to nine hours, give or take. Like Hoover was nine hours, I believe. This weekend is seven hours. Earlier in the year, it's typically morning bite. Uh, middle of the summer, typically morning bite and even earlier. Sometimes they'll do like a 5 a.m., 6 a.m. launch, and we'll be back by like two or three. Right. Uh, later on in the summer, it could be like a night bite. So, for example, this Saturday, it's a 3 p.m. to, 11, uh, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. tournament. And the awesome thing about this Saturday is this tournament allows you to keep your catch. So they don't care if kayaks enter their boat tournament. So I have our kayak tournament going on, same exact time, same exact launch, everything as the boat tournament. There's a bunch of us signing up for both. I plan on winning both. I'm winning the boat tournament with my catfish, (laughs) and I'm winning uh, the kayak tournament. Um, You're allowed up to where where we are in Ohio, you're allowed up to two rods inland and then three rods in Lake Erie and or Ohio river there, it gets more detailed than that, but in general, for anyone watching, those are our rules. Um, so I'll be, I'll have two rods out this entire weekend. Uh, whereas, you know, in the most bass tournaments and stuff, it's just one rod. Like you, you can only use one, one rod, run lo- one lure, unless you get hung. I know there's like specific rules. If you get hung, you can grab another rod out real quick. You know what I mean? But only one active. We're just typically for us, it's just your state, you know, whatever your state laws are. Um, and those are for the in-person tournaments. We have month-long tournaments, uh, just like in the basketball, we have month-long tournaments. And then it's essentially, uh, you know, whatever your state laws are for the entire month. 
1201 a.m. first day to 1159 p.m. the last day. We have 24-hour events where they start and end at midnight to midnight in one day. Um, my favorite are the eight-hour event. And now these are the last few I talked about are national. My favorite national events are the eight-hour events because I feel like that levels the playing field the most uh, as far as a national big fish tournament. And then the tournament that we have that is the most level, uh, without a doubt the most level, the only advantage in this event is just time on the water. We have a 30-inch slot tournament where it's your best seven fish up to but not breaking 30 inches. And that is anyone, literally anyone can win that. If you have cat, if you have a catfish body of water, you can win that event. And it's so not so easy to win. It's so competitive. We allow bank, boat, or kayaks in that specific event. You could fish any style you want. And that one's actually been won majority by kayak fishermen, not bank or boat so far. So that that's my personal favorite. I'm almost positive the redfish world's what, 27 inches or they're like that too, right? Aren't, I aren't there? So. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's slots and different things. I think it depends on where you're at for the reds. Yeah. I just remember seeing one of their leaderboards one time and like just thinking to myself, like, I thought these got a lot bigger, but then I noticed like, oh, they're all cutting off at the same as I'm yeah. like, okay, that that explains it. Yep. And that's that's a lot of that one. Um now the redfish guys actually bring theirs back alive. Do you guys have instances where you bring them in and then release? Uh, this weekend, yes. Uh, this will be the first. Actually, this might be the very first kayak tournament ever that has a live option at the end. Wow. Because I, it's, but here's the catch. It's not actually part of our event. We don't do any, all of ours is CPR immediately. This right. might be the first one that I can think of where kayakers are actually bringing them back to, to weigh. It's just, it, the only catch is it's just not for us. It's not for our standings. We're still right. strictly we're still strictly length. That's um that's a touchy subject and that's a big deal in our world is CPR. Um I know it is in a lot of worlds, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of species out there that are not affected by commercial fishing and trophy trophy paylaking that we we are. So every now right. and then I'll hear someone complain, like, man, our fish are overfished for. I'm like, Well they get do they get taken out millions of pounds a year at a time? No. Like, all right, well, all right. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, you know, I know our river um, this year, man. It was uh, right around the spawn uh, too for the catfish. Man, it was it was packed. I mean, there were jugs and limb lines all up and down the creek in the main river channel. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't jet in anywhere in a bass boat without seeing some sort of person out there catfishing in some way and you know they were taking them i mean mm -hmm. yeah you don't juggle on or limb line unless you're you're either meat fishing or you're selling them one or the other and unfortunately selling them has become pretty popular <laughs> unfortunately yeah i can imagine you know and i eat fish like don't get me wrong <laughs> i eat them i think they're delicious i think catfish are absolutely delicious but I, I couldn't sell a 20-year-old fish to a little itty-bitty pond for the sake of gambling. That I couldn't do that. I just nah. I couldn't do that. Now, you know, talking about catfish and, and getting upwards of 50 pounds and trophy catfish and different things like that, man, you know, to stand on the bank and, and hook a big cat, it's got some pull. It's got some bite. 
what's the sleigh ride like in a kayak when you hook into a true trophy catfish? So much, so much fun. He he owns it. And a lot of times they don't even have to be trophies. It could be a 15 pound catfish. Um, when I was directly beneath Chickamauga, when I was down in Tennessee earlier this month, I had a 20 to 25 pounder hit when I was bumping, completely turned the kayak sideways. I was exactly how you're not supposed to be. I had the current coming down this way. I had the fish on this side of the kayak pulling me this way. You never want to be sideways in the current with the momentum going with the current. That's no, your, no. that's just a recipe for disaster. But yeah, that was only a 25 pound fish. And I have, I'm using a motor. I'm using an XI, I'm using the actual XI3 GPS motor. So they, they own the battle. Even when I was in the big rig, they, they own the battle that, when you have that 40 pound fish hit your kayak, it's, it feels like another kayak just came and did bumper, bu- bumper boats with you. It is oh, yeah. so much fun. Um, or uh, if my favorite hits are the flathead hits, cause you'll be sitting there and then out of, cause a lot of times they don't smoke it out of nowhere. You'll just, your, your whole kayak's just, it's this slow. And you're like, all right, which one you're looking at all your poles. Like, which one is it? Which one is that? There's a big flathead on one of these. <laughs> It's terrifying, but at the same, it's the the adrenaline the adrenaline rush is out of this world. It's completely out of this world. Now, so. have you ever have you ever been out there late at night and just kind of? I, I mean, we all do it as fishermen at some point. Our mind drifts off on a slow night, slow day. I'll see. And we yeah, we start that just kind of yeah, whatever. Have you ever just like looked up and oh crap, I'm moving. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's happened to me. That's going upriver. I've had fish take me upriver against upwards of one mile an hour current where, you know, I'm, I'm coming down the river at like 0.5 currents about one. Cause I'm suspend drifting down, trying to let the bait get in front of me. And next thing I know, I look over to the side and of the river and I can see like the silhouette and I'm not moving. So I just assume one of my rods are hung and I look up and my rods being pulled. You ever see the in jaws when he's pulling the boat backwards? <laughs> yeah, when he's pulling the it's, boat backwards. It sounds like an extreme example, but anyone in this audience who has kayak catfish and had a big fish it, that has happened and will happen to you. It's it's so much fun. Well, and and man, catfish are kind of like sharks in a way. Yeah, they they do. They really they're they're little teardrop bodies from the top. They look like mini sharks. Yeah, and and they're mean. They like to mm. they like to go into the death roll, um, like the gators. They're they're really incredible fish. Now, Ohio River is primarily where you're at, um, mm-hmm. just based on your area. Now, what kind of fish are you fishing in the Ohio River? You got blues. All three. We have all three big species. We have the blues, flatheads, and channel cats. Uh, my personal favorite to fish for to target is channel cats. It, but that's in Channel Cat Lakes, not in the Ohio River. Um, pound for pound, I think, and sorry, wiper guys, I think they're the best fighting fish out there. I love, I love fishing for wiper. Wiper and striper are a lot of fun, but for me, they hit and run. And then anytime I've ever buy caught one, they hit run the first like 20, 30 seconds is awesome. But then I can kind of just reel them in a channel cat front to back. Like the moment you hook them. So the moment you try and take a freaking picture, 10 minutes later, they are just still wah, 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 going everywhere. Uh, blue cats can be like that sometimes, but a lot of them, a lot, especially the trophies, they get really docile because for the last 5, 10, 15 years of their life, they've had nothing that could eat them. So a lot of times, even like big flatheads, you'll reel a flathead up to within five feet of the surface, no fight at all. 
and then it finally realizes it's in trouble, and then it's game on. Then it's like, oh, all wow. right, now, great. Now I have another 10 minutes before I get to land this guy. <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when it took five minutes just to get his fat butt off the bottom. Now, I mean, obviously, the things we're talking about here, these fish have a lot of power, especially when you get into the trophy-sized fish. Talk about getting one of those dudes in a kayak. You know, you're, what, 38 inches in the big rig, 40 inches in the big rig. Um you know, the U-Pix smaller yet, 35, 36 inches. So what's that like having that in this? So much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> and the way you land them, that, that's my favorite way to do it. So my favorite way to land the fish is to land them by hand. There's something primal about it to where it's you versus what, like the nature. It's like hunting. It's flathead fishing is the closest thing you can get to hunting in the fishing world. Um, when you grab them in by hand and pull them in over the boat, you have to one learn how to lift something that big into something that flimsy. It doesn't matter how big or stable your kayak is. If you like try and like if you lean over to pull them up, you're probably going to go in with them. If you lean back too hard to pull them up, once that weight leaves the water, you're probably going out the other side of the boat. So, like, learning how to, like, station your feet, reach down, pick that fish up, stand straight up with him, and then move him over. Somehow move a 40-pound fish, 40 pound fish over with two hands or heavier at times. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the most fun part. Now, me, I catch a little heat because when I'm in competition, I use a net. When I'm not in competition or if I don't think the fish will affect my score, I use my hand because it is. It's more fun. But I get my chops busted because I use this big old net because I got sick and tired of losing fish at the kayak. So many nah. guys, we all lose fish at the kayak. It's just it's not possible to not lose a fish at the kayak. But since I started using the net, I've lost one. And this is over a year and a half ago now. I've lost one fish at the kayak since I started using a net. I probably averaged one fish a trip before I started using the net. So you guys who are watching, you can make fun of me as much as you want. <laughs> and everyone around me who – all right. So the guys are – you. I see Ryan in the chat. Everyone around me used to make fun of me for using it. But then when they started seeing me missing nothing – they all use nets now. My buddy Mark uses one. My buddy Ryan uses one. So they all used to bust my chops, but then they're like, oh, man, he never loses a fish anymore. I don't catch a lot of fish, but I don't lose the ones I do catch. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, but even that's a pain. Go back to any of my videos. Watch one of the big ones, man. That's no easy because now you have to not snap the tip of your rod. You have to somehow hold your rod in that net with a 40-pound fish and lift it out of the water and into the boat without snapping your rod tip without falling out of the boat, without having 50-pound braid wrap all you up. I'm using double hook rigs. I cannot tell you how many times I've got caught with the other hook because the fish is flapping around and you're in a kayak. There's nowhere else for that other hook to go besides you sometimes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, treble hooks, all that fun stuff, man. You get in a kayak. I don't know how dudes don't wear shoes. So yeah. I'm, I'm big on shoes in my boat because, you know, if I'm out for a day, dude, there is like literally – hooks and baits and jigs and I do there's stuff everywhere. If mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm fishing hard, I'm grabbing it and then cutting it off and I throw it front left corner every mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my trash can until I'm off that water. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be out there with no shoes because it is going to be in my foot. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm in a video and I'm like, guys, don't do this without shoes on. And I'm there with shoes <laughs> because like a fish just barely misses my foot. I call it, uh, you know, Ooh, Sorry if you guys heard that. Ammulations went by. 
Um, I call it getting soudered. My buddy Chris Souders, he's on the Jackson team. Oh, yeah. He his first or second trip out kayak catfish, and he was shoeless, and he had a spine from a catfish go right into his ankle. He had to go to the doctors. Mm. Don't know if he had surgery or not, but it was, I mean, watching it hurt, like watching it hurt. Yeah, and he's there holding his ankle like, ah, so anytime I get stabbed with a fin, it's called getting soldered. So if you, the next time you get stabbed with anything <laughs> in the kayak, just be like, Hey, I got soldered. So I, and then I, I, uh, I imprint his face on the video. <laughs> <laughs> now, so you've got an event up this weekend. What's uh, what's the fall look like for the uh, catfish leagues out there? So fall, we have Grand Lakes Get Marys this weekend. The following month, we have – so the, the series I'm talking about specifically is OKCT, Ohio Kayak Catfishing Trail. Uh, next year, it will be – name is to be determined, but not Marine is going to be our main sponsor, which is a Jackson, um, a Jackson dealership now. Yep. They're going to be like our center hub. But for the rest of the OKCT schedule, we have uh, Grand Lake St. Mary's this Saturday. We have Ohio River in September, and that's anywhere in the Ohio River. You have to launch from Ohio. You can't launch from Kentucky. You have to launch from Ohio, and you're allowed either a half mile or a nautical mile up a back creek. And the reason we made that rule, not all kayaks are the big rig, you know what I mean? Not all oh, yeah. kayaks can handle the the Ohio River. Uh, I don't want no one dying on my watch. And I don't know what the weather is going to be like. We could have four-mile-an-hour current come that day. So I want people to be able to still fish the event. So we made the back creeks within Ohio a half-mile or mile up. So you're not strapped just to the Ohio River. Um, and then October – good question. Let me pull it up here really quick. October – I don't believe has – nope, there's no trail in October. October is our final month of the season. I run this – excuse me. I run it March to October. October is when we do our Cat King. Cat King is you accrue points in all these different trails. And the final tournament of the year in, in every single trail that I run, I run a month-long series. I run the Ohio Kite Catfishing Trail. We have a regional trail, which is Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana – and we also, Scioto River in Ohio, they have their own trail. Uh, October is the month where all the Cat Kings get crowned. Uh, and all we just all we do is we take one of the already scheduled events and we just add the Cat King leaderboard. Top six, for example, in the Scioto River, top six in points. They are not only competing in the Scioto River tournament in October, they have their own special leaderboard. And we take money from each entry and they're competing for that pool. So the Scioto River has, I don't know, $200-some in it right now. By the time October rolls around, they'll probably be competing for about 250 bucks. those six anglers, uh, for Cat King, for the Cat King honors, honors. And then the National Trail is a little different where you have bank, kayak, and boat divisions. Uh, they're all competing against each other for Cat King at the end of the month or at the, in October, which that's pretty unique and that's cool. Uh, you would, It sounds like a boater would have an advantage over a kayak which they do, but in that specific tournament and in, in cat King, everything ends up getting leveled out. If a kayaker ends up facing a boater, they get to agree on terms for when they're facing off on each other. So I don't want anyone to ever be in a position where like, Oh, I'm a bank fisherman. I got stuck against a boater. Well, I let you guys agree to your terms. So, you know, if the bank guy wants to go on his buddy's boat, as long as they talk about it, it's cool. 
that's that's the one unique thing about the um, online catfishing tournaments for the national for the national part of it anyway. Interesting. And so, then in oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. Keep going. Oh, November and December off. November, December, January, February off. I just host tournaments for people who want events. Uh, that's all I do in those months for a few reasons. It, it it does get a little too unsafe, and you know you live in Indiana, I believe. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same weather. Yep, Louis. Like two years ago, Louisville unfortunately had that young man in the kayak. Yep. Like, I I don't need that on my conscience. You know what I mean? No, and and we see it in our area every year. Somebody tries it. It seems yep. like don't don't need it. So like, if you're going to be out there in the cold weather on your own, cool. But if you're out there trying to compete. I don't need that on my kind, my conscious. Yeah. And these, these kayaks are big. They're staple. Um, kayak, the, any, any big name brand of kayaks that you can think of right now off the top of your head, they are stable boats. They are good boats. You, it doesn't matter which brand you're, we're talking about all of them, but they're things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it happens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anybody that's out there past November, getting into December and all that, it gets cold. That's that's when you go to Dale Hollow. It's gets warm <laughs> around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you go south. That's when you, that's go when south. you head south. Um, now, we probably should have started here, but we didn't. Um, and that's my fault. So somebody new that's listening tonight or might catch this on the uh, on the streams on Spotify how do they get started? Where do they go? What do they do? What do they need to get in a kayak fishing tournament for catfish? First find kayak Mike on Facebook. That's me. Um, and hit me up right away and I will send you, I don't have my notifications on anything, but I check my Facebook, I don't know, 10 times a day. So I will see your message. And the reason I don't have my notifications on is intentional. I tell every single angler who competes, when you have a question, you ask me, Anytime, day or night, period, because we have a lot of fishermen out there, two, three, four, five in the morning who are fishing overnight. If they have a question, I don't want them holding off and then maybe either forgetting it or now it's reworded to a fashion where they're like, oh, man, that's not actually the question I had. So, yeah, anytime, day or night, find Kayak Mike on Facebook, shoot me a message uh, and I will get you started. Online Catfishing Tournaments has a YouTube page called Online Catfishing Tournaments. And there is a playlist dedicated to how to sign up, how to find us, uh, what events we're holding this year. Every year that playlist gets updated to how we're doing things that year. Uh, year to year, it normally doesn't stay the same. Like next year, I'm sure we'll have a couple different events or maybe a couple less events uh, thrown around in there. It shows you how to measure a fish. It shows you what what boards you should be going out to get. Um, it shows you how to register for a tournament, the options of tournaments that are out there. I also, what I do when you message me and you ask ask questions, I always send that playlist first. And I'm like, hey, watch this. However, send me questions after you watch it. Because a lot of times questions will be answered within those videos. But I don't want anyone ever to feel like I'm just kicking them to the YouTube page and saying, figure it out. Like, go watch the videos. A lot of times your questions will be answered. And then if not, hit me up. Just always just ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me. And if I don't respond... There's an online catfishing tournaments group on Facebook. Just send a message in there, not a message, but put a post in there and say, yo, kayak Mike, I messaged you. You didn't message back. I will get to you and I will, I will handhold you through the entire process, literally through the entire process. Uh, the locals here have it a little better. I will literally let them fish 10 feet next to me. They can use my gear, use my measuring board and everything. And I will walk them through a tournament and how to do everything. 
Um, yeah, getting getting started is the toughest part in in our world anyway because most people are just so used to the whole wait 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 thing they don't really understand like oh wait you could do something by length and i'm like well yeah as long as everyone in the event agrees on the metrics we could do it by the width we could do it by the length of their tail you know it doesn't matter as long as everyone agrees on the metric that that's all that matters and our and our rules are simple our rules could not be more simple you lay the fish on its right side you get him as long as you can without manually manipulating him in the picture. You can hold him down, but you can't be like manually pinching his tail. We don't care. Tail could be pinched. It could be straight. Don't matter to us. You get as much length as possible. Get that nose bump, left eye up, identifier in the picture. That's all our rules. That's all the rules that we have. And um, that's not a shot at bass, by the way. I. <laughs> that's not here's the thing though anytime i put my rules over people automatically think i'm putting bass rules down which i'm not i'm just putting my rules over (laughs) like you don't have to be putting someone else down to put you up but but here's the thing i mean even even as a bass guy in the kayak world and the big boat world you know i still can show up at a big boat tournament tomorrow and somebody will say you guys on length on length (laughs) use length yeah, it's it's length. We don't weigh them in. We we got a board. We take pictures. It's got uh, you know. It's all sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, huh, huh. It's like, yeah, we're we're still we still all got that stigma. So yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and what's better for the fish? Like all the there's so many more pros to what we do. Now I will. I don't think I'll ever not be a boat guy. I love fishing boat tournaments. I love the weigh-ins. Like I love all of that. Now, do I think there's room for improvement? I think some of those summer boat tournaments should switch to length because there's a lot of fish killed every period, end of story, every species. Yeah. There's every a lot species. of fish, every every species. I wish some would maybe turn to length only in the in the summer, but I'm not I'm not one of those guys who are like some people are like picketing to like, hey, no more boat tournaments that weigh in fish ever. And I'm like, I I don't agree with that either. I think there is a happy, happy middle ground though where you know, maybe we back off some of the summer tournaments where the water's 80, 90 degrees sometimes. And, you know, you got the live wells, a catfish, you just pulled a catfish out of an 80 foot hole. And now you're going to sit him in seven inches of water for six hours. And he's 50 pounds. Like, yeah, it's hard. You know what I mean? It's, and and there again, it doesn't matter which species. I mean, exactly. Yes. Summer months. And it, it is hard on them. And, you know, you see, you can put ice in the cooler uh, or your live well. You can put G juice in there, whatever you can find. And it's still hard on the fish. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Which is uh, why, like, our tournaments are so great. Picture, get them out of there. Uh, you yeah. take a picture, get them, get them out of there in two seconds. It's, and, it's a beautiful thing. And we're still, as kayak fishermen, we're still not foolproof because we oh, are bringing yeah. them up from a cooler water temperature up through – the hotter water temperature mm-hmm. when they're exhausted and, and it's hard on them. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard on them, but you know, we're putting them right back. We're keeping them wet and you know, mm-hmm. it's in, it's out. Yep. And nothing's perfect there. Every no. fishing tournament will have die off of some sort at some point in time. Nothing's yep. perfect. But at the same time, what I try and tell people is, so the conservation of these animals is what we're all trying to do. It doesn't, if you're in a boat tournament, et cetera, we all want these big fish to be there, but I'm like, Hey, who are the biggest names in hunting con- conservation? Stephen Ranella with Meat Eater. He's probably the yep. biggest name out there. 
there's going to be casualties in conservation. And here's yep. the thing, us chasing these fish, if it wasn't for us chasing these fish and competing for these fish, the eyeballs wouldn't be on them for conservation. So no. if anyone gets upset with tournament fishermen, I'm just like, hey, look, yes, is there death in our sport? I get it. But at the same time, without us, there's no eyes on these fish. We're not the ones raising awareness for these fish. So it's, you got there has to be a give and take. So I, 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 it bugs me when people get like, so like, oh, no, this anymore. And it's like, well, we're the ones bringing the eyes to this species, whatever yeah. species it is. So it's, it's important. You got to to conserve things. Unfortunately, sometimes there will be perish. And we'll Absolutely. save a lot more with what we are bringing to the sport as opposed to if we just turned a blind eye and none of us were chasing these beautiful fish. Yeah. And there again, don't matter which species. Um, let's talk about rods and reels. Um, obviously, your setup looks extremely different compared to my bass setup. <laughs> so let's kind of let's tell these people at home that are interested, what are, the, what are, they, what are they looking at? So I'll go serious competition fisherman first, and then I'll tell you what I do for YouTube and fun fishing. So for a serious competition fisherman, you typically want a heavier action pole, and you want a higher class of reel. You want an abu that can hold a couple hundred yards of big big game test, a Daiwa. Um, what other good ones are out there? Your... Uh, your pens there's a lot of really good pens it's all personal preference once you get to the higher quality reels you want one that can hold a little more line because when you're out there like for me if i'm fishing a 100 foot hole if i have to snap off i need a, a reel that i can drop right back down in there in a kayak we're not bringing 20 reels especially in a, you know in a, in a bass tournaments I, i've been told some bass guys bring like 15 20 30 reels on their oh, kayak yeah. and oh, i'm yeah. like it, we can get away with eight tops. Like really, if you have more than that, if you have the proper reel and setup, you really could only get away with eight tops. Majority of us don't bring more than four or five. Um, so you want a heavier action pole. You want the, the strongest line. And here's the biggest myth in cat. One of the biggest myths in catfishing. We have heavy line for our environment. We do not have heavy line for the fish. There's no fish in America. You can't reel in with 30 pound tests. You can reel any fish in America with 30 pound tests. However, that 30-pound test will snap once it rubs up. If you have a 50-pound fish on the other end of the line and he rubs up a, a relatively sharp rock or a relatively sharp piece of wood, that, li that line's going to snap. You need oh, the yeah. abrasion resistance. That's why we're running 100-pound leaders. That's why we're running 85-pound braid mainline. Uh, you don't have to. Obviously, you don't have to. But you, you're fishing your environment with your pound test. You're not fishing the fish. Um, so that's that's a stigma. So if you're serious competition fishing, you never really want less than 50 pound mainline, whether you're going mono or braid, and you never really want less than 30 to 100 liter line, just depending on your style of fishing. Uh, like, let's say you're dropping baits down in a hole for a flathead, you might want a lighter leader because you have a much higher chance at snagging. And you want your leader to be a lighter pound test than your mainline to snap off easier. Whereas like, me, I was just bumping the Ohio River the other day. I have an 80-pound leader, and I have 50-pound mainline because when that fish gets his initial hit and run, he's going to be sucked to the bottom. Anything he runs across, I don't want him to break that leader line. I need, a, right. I need that second to engage that reel and, and set the hook. So serious catfishermen – or not serious catfishermen, serious competition, uh, heavier um, – Heavier action pole that helps with hook sets, 
tremendously helps with hooks. That's a heavier action pole. We're using circle hooks on almost all of our rigs. So these fish are setting the hooks themselves. A flimsier rod will not engage that hook as easily as a stiffer action rod. I have a couple sets of rods. I call my YouTube fun rods. So where I live, uh, our average size fish is in that four to eight pound range. So if I was using heavy action rods at all times, so now we're into fun fishing. If I was using heavy action rods at all times, how fun would it look to watch me reel in 10 pound fish with a rod bent that much every single, (laughs) that's my average size fish. So I use a lighter action rod when I'm fishing locally because a 10 pound fish can fold it over, which makes it more fun. However, I do suffer a lot less hookups when I'm using that lighter action rod because I'll go to reel down on that fish. The backbone of that rod gives, 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 gives. And by the time it gives all the way and I'm at the actual backbone, it might be too late to set that hook. He might have grabbed it and spit it by then. Whereas the heavier action rod, the moment he hits it, that that hook might engage right away. Right. You got the stiffer backbone. Pull them all the way through. Yep. Uh, Hooks we're using five aught smallest hook. I never go under, even when I'm chasing channel cats, never go under a 5 aught uh, ever. Uh, the biggest I use right now is a 12 aught. When I'm running a big live bait, I'll use a 12 aught. Uh, and it, is it like this in the bass world too? Do the do the aught numbers just, they just seem like they randomly pick a starting point and go up and down from zero? Like yeah, we're f- kind of one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, Six. my 5 aught Daiichi is bigger than a 7 aught um, Mustad Demon. And it's like, there's no rhyme or reason why. I wish there was like a standardized chart. Like, hey, the lip's going to be this big or the width's going to be this big on a 5 on all 5 odds. But like I tell someone I'm using a 5 out Daiichi, they go see a 5 out Mustad in the store and it's like this big. And they're like, he's using that to catch fish? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's a 5 out Daiichi. Or Daiichi so, or however you pronounce it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so got about 15 minutes left here. Let's kind of give you a shout out here talk about your your other passion which is the youtube um kayak mike if you guys are wondering he's he's sitting there around 1.75k subscribers give him a hit up so let's talk about your youtube you obviously like i said you've been at this a little bit um it's kind of your side passion to the tournaments Mm -hmm. so fill us in tell us about the youtube life uh youtube life is fun i started it purely kind of as a joke um i made i did not have social media right before i started uh i made a profile kayak mike so i can a facebook profile kayak mike so i can compete in online tournaments from there was another scene at the time but they did all their stuff through facebook so i had to make a a facebook profile I, i wasn't on social media at the time and then i'm out fishing with a couple buddies and they're like hey you're pretty good at the camera stuff because I brought a camera just for me. Like I just wanted to film my stuff really. Right. It was like a $80 action cam, terrible, terrible action cam. It required a case. So you couldn't hear anything ever. Uh, this brand's actually not bad. It's a Caso, but the mm-hmm. one I had was terrible. <laughs> the one I had was awful. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, well, why don't you just start uploading videos and stuff? And I'm like, all right. So I started uploading videos just for fun. Um, and I had about 30-some subscribers when I got my first GoPro. And then when I put my first GoPro video up, I went from like 30-some to like 250 in a week. And it's something about that YouTube algorithm that was like, it was seeing my awful video with awful audio and, you know, yeah. like nothing going on, a lot of dead time. And then I had that GoPro with the 4K, 
And next thing you know, it, it's just shooting it out there in the at- atmosphere a little more. And then, you know, over time, Jason Ricketts, love that man. He sees me. He's like, oh, you're local. You know, what are you doing in your kayak year now? How about you come try out a Jackson? And then I bought the U-Pick. Uh, and then once I started working with Jackson, the YouTube starts growing a little more. We're sharing each other. I'm pushing stuff out. I'm trying to get my name out there as much locally as I can. And then I start realizing, you know, I start becoming friends with other people and realizing like, hey, I need to put myself out there more. Uh, I'm the world's worst self-advertiser. So if any of you guys listening want to pimp me to anybody, that would be awesome. (laughs) I'm not. You're not, you're not seeking people out. You're just kind of like hanging out. And if it happens, it happens. Yeah. So if anybody watches the Pat McAfee show, he doesn't do any self-promotion. They don't do any kind of commercial or ads. His big thing is if you find us naturally and you like us cool, if you hate us, just leave. I'm, I kind of fall into that mindset as much as, it probably hurts Jason to hear me say that. I'm more like, hey, if you cut, if you if you fall upon me and you like it, awesome. I'm not really one to shove it down someone's throat. Uh, if I feel like I did something special, I will spam a video across as many catfishing groups as I can. But I try and keep my posts. If I had, if I have a great fishing trip on a little Miami River, I will post in a little Miami, Miami River group. If I have a great Ohio River fishing trip, I'll I'll put it there. If I do something very unique. I'll find like catfishing tips and tackle groups to post in, in there. I try, I try not to, and it's for two reasons in the beginning. It helped with, with subs, but I noticed like once you hit that 500 to a thousand, I think it actually hurts more than it helps. Cause I think as many people that are coming, I think 10 people are hitting ignore block. Cause it's like, if you see the same guy every three days, with 20 notifications in your, like there's a lot of my good friends I have unfollowed on Facebook, because I just kept on getting 20 notifications in like 20 different groups. They're just every yeah. video they post. Yeah. So I, th- I think it will hurt a little more than it helps. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was my YouTube world. And then all like in our world, kayak catfishing, if you're looking to get pro staffed, be a kayak catfisherman, be insert kayak weird species, because that <laughs> sector of companies are going to, like bombard you with stuff they like i because it's not that it's not that popular quite yet so since it with it being relatively new never lost anchors came in here yo anchor blah blah now my personal rule is i have to buy something full price first if i like it i will continue supporting you i will not shill anyone period and just I, I won't do it i buy something full price first if i like it if you want to give me free stuff after cool but like i'm supporting you because i think what you supply is awesome say like orion coolers like i love my orion cooler but i wouldn't be pimping the orion cooler in any of my videos or anything like that if, if i truly didn't think it was a good product i wouldn't but i love dude i love my 25 that thing's oh, insane yeah. it. and the fact that they like match the jackson color schemes <laughs> the boat, yeah that is the, that's so cool that and is so cool you're uh your bait you're putting your bait in it right yep yep i put yeah. everything in there all my food um, I'll, if I do a weekend trip, all my food, uh, I even sometimes throw electronics and stuff in there because it's a watertight seal. If I flip, I'm like, they're not going to get destroyed. Yeah. I don't use a lot of ice. I use a lot of ice packs. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, so YouTube, I mean, do you see it bringing more people to the sport? Like you got you, you got kayak catfish out there. I mean, do you see these videos filtering in? Do you have guys showing up at the tournament saying, hey, 
I'm here because I watched you, dude. 100%. Yes. Yes. That 100% happens. Excuse me. I even made this. It was kind of a joke at first, but it's kind of ticked up. It has like 40 people. It's this little private group. Uh, every now and then I would get a message from somebody and it happened to me a bunch in 2021. I would get a message from someone. Hey, I live here. You're close. I know you live in Southwest Ohio. Let's go fishing. Well, seven times last year, I would like schedule everything with that person. And then morning of I'm on my drive there, or it's just a few hours before we're supposed to meet and they canceled and oh, it yeah. kept on, it kept on happening to me and I kept on getting frustrated. So I just made this, it was supposed to be a joke. I made this little private Facebook group fishing with kayak Mike and friends. And I just, <laughs> I, po- I post in there where I'm going fishing and anyone in that group, I tell them when and where anyone in that group can just show up if they want to. I can't tell you how many people have actually showed up and it only has 40 people in it. I'll post when and where I'm going fishing. And I'm like, look, no commitment either way. If you don't show up, I don't care. Cause I'm going either way. But oh, you yeah. guys, if you want to join now, I'm not worried about you messing up my schedule no more. Cause like I have a family, you know, if, <laughs> if I'm going like, to, if I'm going to schedule and I only fish, believe it or not, I only fish once a week if I'm lucky. So when you're doing the YouTube thing, you have to put out content or you're going to become irrelevant minimum once a week. Like I try really hard to get at least one video out a week, a decent video. If I don't catch three fish, I normally don't put a video out. So if you see me putting out content, that means every single trip I'm going on, I'm catching at least three fish most of the time. A skunk trip really hurts. Like a skunk trip really hurts me because I feel like I wasted time away from my family. I feel I don't have a YouTube video now for that week. Now I might be going 14 days. You become irrelevant in social media like that, like literally on a drop of a dime. I will have a few videos in a row, get three to 500 views. And then if I don't post for 14 days, the next one gets 80. And it's like it it hurts because you because, you know, you put like 40 hours into that video to get 80 views. And I love all those 80 people who watched it. Love them all. But at the same time. And that's kind of like what you talked about earlier today. You know, there comes a point when you have to be happy yourself with what you've made. Mm. And as long as you're happy with it, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of, that's kind of what matters. If you look at it and you go, that's cool. I usually look at it and go, that was cool. And then come back two days later and go, gosh, that sucks. (laughs) Dude. I can't tell you how many videos I enlisted from the beginning. Cause like I'll go back every now and then not even so much for inspiration. I go back and I study, I, I study my film. I'm like, yeah, okay, find your mistakes. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like this time of year. I was like, right now I'm in a rut. This is the worst fishing rut I've had maybe since I ever started fishing. I'm going back to my old videos from about this time of the year. And I'm like, where was I fishing? What was I doing? But then I'm watching some of the videos. I'm like, Oh man, that was 90 seconds at dead time. I didn't say a word. I'm like, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I appreciate everyone who watched this video, but how the hell did they get through it? <laughs> <laughs> they fast forwarded that part. Yeah. yeah. Fast forward to the fish. But um, yeah, that's cool. My wife has got this thing. Like, so she's like, who are you going to fish with? Oh, I just so-and-so. She's like, well, where'd you meet them at? Facebook. She's like, okay. <laughs> she's do you not, do you not think that's strange? I said, no, not, not really. She's like, you don't worry. Somebody's going to like stab you, anything like that. I was like, no, I met them on Facebook. They seemed all right. She's like, you met them on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Got some really good friends I met on Facebook. So 
in this group, I gotta ask, what's the weirdest weirdest show up that's happened thus far? No, none yet. Uh, the most un- the most uncomfortable show ups are, and if any of you guys are watching this, I'm sorry. They show up. I'm killing it. They're not even getting a bite. I'm offering them the rig, the bait, and everything, but they just refuse to switch from what they're doing. It doesn't make any sense to me. If I'm fishing with someone and they just caught 10 fish in the last two hours and I haven't even had a bite, I'm I'm asking them on fish number two what they're doing. I'm not I'm not watching them. And then if they offer me, I'm taking it. I'm not I and, and it happens almost almost every time every time I go out and someone comes along. But like yeah. I I tell people, I'm like, hey man, we're gonna fish this body of water. You gotta drag if you want to be successful. And then they're suspending baits. And I'm like, you're not creating any action. This is still water. There's no current. You're not getting any bait trail. Um, like you're you're not creating anything. Like you got it, you gotta do this. So the uncomfortable part is when they show up and they don't catch anything and I'm slaying it. That that's the only time it becomes uncomfortable. Which isn't every time, but it happens a lot more than you would think. Well, and it does. And I think people get stubborn and set in their ways over principle. One, it's like, I'm going to do this. Um, I, I've, I've had that moment in the boat a few times where it's like, they're like, oh, they're biting on this. And it's like, no, they're going to eat a jig and they're going to eat it now. <laughs> I don't care what you say. They want a jig. And, and, you know, we, I think that's just a fisherman in their own, in our own minds. We get mm-hmm. stubborn and set in our way sometime. Um, so about three minutes left here before James kicks us off. Um, tell everybody where to find you. Thank the people out there that you need to thank that have helped you out. And uh, yeah, it's that time. Shout out time. Shout out time. Okay. I'm pulling this up. I should have had this up earlier. All right. Um, uh, Kayak Catfish. I love that guy. He essentially got me and a bajillion people into this sport. Uh, without him, I never even start. Uh, great dude, Justin Johnson is his name. Uh, the guys that I'm either pro staff for or work with, Sandy Drifters, they're my dragon weights. Uh, I run online catfishing tournaments on Fishing Chaos app. I run the Kayak and Cats Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky regional scene. Never lost anchors, Dan Rimmer. I love you, dude. Uh, one of the best anchors out there. I've used two brands of anchors so far. I, I really like his, in the kayak that is, I really like his a lot. Um, cat yakkers group, everyone associated with cat yakkers, uh, their, their slogans, cat yakkers, big cats, little yaks, um, or little yaks, big cats, whatever it is. I love those guys. Without those guys, we don't have the OKCT trail, uh, nocturnal nation hooks, big shout out to you guys. No working relationship, but I wish more companies in the kayak cat or in the cat fishing world would take a stand against the trophy pay lakes. They made a public stand as a company and look. You can't choose your you cannot choose who buys your items when you sell, but you can choose to make a stand as a company and be a voice for what's happening in my world. And they did. So if you need and they're a great hook, they really are. They're a great hook. So Nocturnal Nation hooks. If you have principles in our world, go buy their hooks. Fitech Cast Next, awesome. And obviously Jackson Kayak. Like, I'm not with you guys because you, guys, just so you know, I bought all my stuff brand new first i worked my way up the the chain with jason like i love jackson kayak and the best part about it is it's i don't there's they don't tell me to do anything i get to do anything i want 
and they they're open to constructive criticism. It's 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 the best relationship I could have ever possibly dreamed of. I don't feel pressure to do literally a thing. It's it's the best. And it, that makes you want to work for them more. I I think I wish other companies would realize that. And that's why you're here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell them where to find you on social media. Kayak Mike. Oh, social media. Kayak underscore Mike underscore five, four, one, eight. That is my Instagram. Kayak Mike on Facebook. Actually, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, and, that, that, on, and on the YouTubes, Kayak Mike. Oh, Kayak Mike on YouTube. Yeah, 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 the one I'm trying to build. Yeah, the Kayak Mike on YouTube. We're going to get him on OnlyFans or something later. I don't know. Only We called it Only Yaks. Only Yaks, <laughs> Only Fins. But uh, yeah, anyway. Guys, thanks for watching. Hit up Kayak Mike if you've got questions about catfishing and from your kayak. And um, yeah, visit jacksonkayak.com. Flex Drive Mark IV on sale now at local dealers. And Orion Coolers just dropped their prices. So check us out, jacksonkayak.com. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks will be, let's see, let's just check this out, Mike. I don't remember. My last plug while you find that. I'm giving away an Orion Cooler, so stay tuned on my YouTube for that. Yes. Kayak Mike, give it on his YouTube. I'm giving away an Orion Cooler, Orion Podcast. Oh, are you? Nice. Yeah, I'm giving one away for my birthday. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I haven't figured out how I want to give one away yet. That's the only reason. I got the permission to. I just haven't figured out how I want to do it yet. <laughs> just do it and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so the 8th, September 8th, we will be back. Doc Talk, your next viewing. Um, check this out. This will upload to the Spotify on August 30th next week, next Tuesday. You guys will get a dose of Doc Talk online. So, we will see you next trip, and thanks for watching. Night-night.